0: Hey, welcome back everybody to another episode of BCS Community Connections. And today on the podcast I have Mr. Mitchell Bonte from Cedar Frame Real Estate. So appreciate you joining us today. So we're going to talk today about Cedar Frame Real Estate, a little bit about your position in there as a real estate agent, kind of your experience as well. But the overall Cedar Frame's real estate company overall, we're yeah. going to talk about, we're going to talk about the market a little bit today. But before we get into all that, I want to talk about a little bit of background and history. Kind of start yeah. all of these podcasts the For same sure. way. Uh, so I want to talk a little bit about your background. Okay. Tell me where you were born, what brought you to College Station, Yeah, uh, and then we'll talk a little bit about the history of Cedar Frame.
1: Okay. Yeah, so um, first of all, thank you so much for having me. Sure. Um, it's a great opportunity, but um, I was actually I was born in South Africa. Uh, my dad's South African. Mom's Amer- American. She was a missionary over to South Africa, met my dad. He swore he'd never move from his home country. Then they had me, and everything changed. <laughs> uh, they decided America would be a much better place to raise me. Um, and I'm very glad they did. Yeah, America has been good to me, um, and I'm very glad to be here. But, so, uh,
0: College Station. What brought you into College Station? Yeah, when col- y'all when y'all moved here to the United States, it was not to College
1: Station. No, it's Houston, okay. um, and that's originally where I'm from. Um, until obviously, as you know, ninety percent of people come into College Station as college students. I was one of those people. Yeah. Um. So came in as a freshman. Had no idea that I'd be here <laughs> after college. <laughs> um, honestly, until. Probably this summer, uh, before my senior year, yeah. where I started thinking about you know staying here in town and doing this. Um, but yeah, you know Dallas, San Antonio were always on my radar of places to be. Find a company that I enjoy, and you know you start looking at College Station as a place to live and raise a family. And it's actually, I think, one of the best places in Texas, yeah. which makes it uh, one of the best places in the nation. Yeah,
0: absolutely, I, I will tell you. Before we got started, I was like, "What's your background in?" Because I mean, in talking to you and just having a conversation pre-show. I was like, oh, man, this kid's going to be communication, (laughs) marketing, something like that. And you're like, no, it's finance, right? Yeah. And most people don't look at College Station as the finance capital of the world when they they graduate out that this is going to end up being the landed spot. You really assumed you would probably end up being like in a metro area. Exactly. Working for a big firm probably somewhere. Yep uh so you come out of college you just graduated just graduated a yeah. week ago yeah, yeah. so uh, again you were telling me like yeah, I, I, I was reading the bio and everything and i'm going oh man this like the december graduation you're like no no like a couple of days ago yeah. i just graduated so <laughs> but you were interning for cedar frame yeah uh for about the last year roughly yeah you know you you, you pulled the trigger and decided This is where I'm gonna stay. This is where I'm gonna commit to. So tell me what it was with Cedar Frame that kind of became the lock in point for you. Like you've got your finance degree at this point. I'm sure at some point you're going through there and you're already kind of weighing your options out as to where can I land here? Where, you know, what are some of the companies, especially in the finance world? You've got a lot of those folks that are like the big five where they're like, these are these are places that I'm looking to land. But you then end up starting your internship here in your, was it the start of your senior year or the end of your junior year?
1: Summer before junior year. Yeah. Summer senior, before senior year. Yeah. yeah.
0: So you start in there interning. Tell me what that looked like.
1: Yeah. So I actually, I had an internship lined up with Conoco Phillips down in Houston. Okay. I in their real estate department um, and then COVID came around yeah. and got a phone call. You know, that's been canceled. Thanks, so, but no thanks. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So it left me in a position of what the heck do I do with my summer? Um, yeah. and, and real estate had really always been on the back of my mind and had my license since, you know, senior year of high school. Um, I went to higheraggies.com. Hold on.
0: Let me let me stop you for a second. Did you say you've had your license since your senior year of high school? I,
1: yep, got it. Um, well, I started classes the month that I graduated high school. So that summer after. Um, wow yeah
0: there's not too many high school kids that are going to sit there and hey by the way i I've got my real estate license going to go. So, but that was inspired by what? Because at that point you're not at Cedar Frame. So what was it that kind of drove that? I had no
1: idea Cedar Frame was the thing. (laughs) Um, Kind of what drove that. I I grew up with my parents renovating and renting out homes. um, And I knew eventually in life I'd want to end up there. Sure. Um, All throughout middle school, I sold candy to my classmates. High school bought and sold bicycles on Craigslist. Did all all sorts of (laughs) things where I was just kind of wheeling and dealing and How sales, can I, sales how can on I my make radar. money? Exactly. Yeah. Um, so I was kind of looking at things. I was like, you know what? Real estate might be a career that you know I want to explore. So let's go get my real estate license.
0: So entrepreneurship really kind of runs deep in the blood. Yeah. Uh, seeing that from your parents, mm-hmm. which your parents came here and your mom and dad were.
1: Yeah. Like, my like, dad started out as an electric or apprentice electrician making okay. $10 an hour and then, you know, call it five or seven years after that was able to start his own business mom was kind of alongside him in that doing the you know office work yep they're still rolling with it but also doing real estate on the
0: side so they're renovating houses yep. doing things like that yep. so this is kind of to an extent been in your blood for a long time yeah, yeah. a while and you've been like knee deep in the back end of watching your family kind of grow this business <sighs> yeah, as well that they exactly done. so you intern in uh your internship gets canceled in mm-hmm. houston uh, tell me how Cedar frame comes into focus for you.
1: Yeah. I I went to com, and they were one of two places hiring. And at the time they were hiring for like an intern role that, you know, they had advertised as 10 hours a week. Um, the pay wasn't the best, but it was like, I'm already paying rent in college station. Yeah. This will work. I'll find something on the side to suffice. And, um, so I applied, um, in my interview, they had let me know, you know, they would realize I had my license. They're like, Oh, we might be able to like start giving you leads as you intern and kind of transition into that role. And, that actually happened one week into my role. Um, within the wow. first week, there was um, a lead that came in, and they needed somebody to go do the showing and represent the clients. Kind of threw me in the deep end in a way, yeah. um, but also with you know my hand being held in a way of my broker being able to review everything I was doing um, and landed that deal, um, and everything just kind of snowballed after that.
0: So let's talk a little bit about the history of Cedar Frame for people who aren't yeah. familiar with it. Uh, I know doke and his crew over there kind of head that up and it's his it's his brokerage but let's talk a little bit about its history like how it yep. came to be um, you found out about it like you said through highercom higher Aggies, yeah. I and mean, we were talking you know off air we were talking about the Aggie network and kind of how those things kind of work there I mean it's a real thing people yeah. who if you're not from here or you're listening to this somewhere you're maybe not an aggie you know realizing the the benefit at the backside of when you leave college mm-hmm. at the fact that there is this support network that it's isn't huge. and it's not just local yeah i mean it without fail probably every single vacation i've been on i'm usually yeah. wearing some a and m gear <laughs> somewhere including the middle of austin texas if yeah. i have to and without fail every time i've gone somewhere somebody walks by them or whoop you know they're they're giving it out right but that particular network runs worldwide oh yeah really i mean you got guys that are out there and i was telling you a story about one of my family members the same deal where that network came back to really kind of help kind of light the rocket that led into his success and so for you Going to hire, you know, going to hire Aggies and then finding this opportunity in the middle of a COVID year mm-hmm. where people probably aren't looking to hire. Not at all. It's not like there are businesses out there that are just shaking and baking during the COVID, you know, shutdowns and everything else. Yeah. So you literally land this deal in the middle, you feel, you know, like, I'll give it an opportunity, we'll see what's going. Yeah. And then as you get in week one, you kinda realize like, man, this thing's gonna roll yeah. even faster than we talked about yeah. in my interview. Exactly. So getting on board, what did you know about Cedar Frame and going in there? And then yeah. what have you learned about Cedar Frame and its history?
1: Yeah, I knew nothing about Cedar Frame. Um, <laughs> it's, like, a, it's a job. Exactly. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it's a way to stay at College Station for the summer. Um, so I knew nothing about them. We're we're what we call a boutique brokerage. Um, so obviously we're not a big national franchise like the Century 21s right. or Keller Williams or anything like that. Um, we're local. We're small. Um, and because of that, I didn't know anything. But they hire me on, um, week one, I learned that I'm with amazing people mm-hmm. um, that value their employees, value their agents, create a pathway for agents to be successful, um, and also have a staff that is, you know, it's just a really great team environment where everybody works together and everybody wants everybody to be successful. Yeah. It's great. It uh, makes a difference when you're not competing with your own brokerage. Um, but I kind of joined them on um, that first week, land that deal, um, that lands, you know, that ends up you know, leading to more deals for the summer, um, see that there's a way to make a living doing this. Um, and you know, within that first month, honestly, I honestly just the idea, the thrill of, of getting a deal going, making a sale, it was really, um, just exciting. And yeah. because of that, that's what kind of got my wheels turning of, okay, this is something, you know, I potentially want to do full time. Um, so when I start looking into that and start, you know, potentially, like I was telling you, looking into other jobs, what would I be doing there? I realized where I'm at right now um, with Jennifer Duncan and Doak Duncan being, you know, the heads of, of Cedar frame. Yeah. Um, Really people that, you know, inspire me and push me to, you know, do great things, be successful and and build a team environment that um, as I mentioned, just contributes to everybody's success. Um, I saw, you know, a team that I could grow in um, people that are going to help me thrive um, connections that are going to be able to be made, um, and really, you know, it was a no-brainer in the end of things of whether or not I wanted to stay with the brokerage, whether or not I wanted to stay within this role. Um, too many things lined up perfectly for me to go elsewhere. Yeah, um, and I'm so glad I've made that decision. Well,
0: and what's really interesting in talking about you, know, you were talking about a, your terminology was the boutique brokerage, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's not the national brand; it's kind of almost locally grown. Yeah. You know, uh, home-based owned. You know. And while it does branch out into some other towns, because yeah. I was telling you, like, when you go to the site, you'll see it's it's Bryan College Station, it's Giddings, yeah. and it's Brenham. Get a little bit further into the site, and you can see there's other locations oh, where yeah. there are either agents that are positioned in those areas exactly. or that cover those areas as well, too. So there's a pretty good swatch that that yeah. Cedar Frame covers. Um and that has agents available for people that are in there. So yeah. a lot of the times, just because you may hear Cedar Frame in College Station or Bryan College Station area, it's not just all inclusive and confined there. Yeah. You have other agents that also work those out. Outer skirts uh of the uh, – we'll refer to it as regionalized, yeah. right? I mean, because yeah, really, I mean – uh, I saw. I told you I saw something on there about Port O'Connor. I'm like, how far down there? And you're like, well, yeah. Here's kind of how this works. And yeah. so, um, in the process of working for a boutique real estate agent uh, or brokerage, sorry, yeah. let's let's talk about the pluses uh, mm-hmm. over. You know, when I I, I was telling you again prior to us coming on air, that that I know a lot of folks that are in the real estate market, yeah. most of them are in those bigger brokerages, oh, yeah. national brand brokerages. And we were kind of talking off air, kind of what those guys have to... The hurdles, I guess, yeah. is probably a good example of what they have to go through marketing-wise. They get the backing of maybe a national name brand uh, image behind them, yeah. but to an extent as well, too that's kind of it you know these other limitations yeah yeah. we'll be more than happy to rent you a spot you pay for your business cards you do all these other things and you were saying in in cedar frame kind of what you were describing in the beginning here of of it being more of a team base everybody wants to see everybody succeed you also have a support behind the scenes that allows you more flexibility to be more customer focused yeah
1: yeah, so we've we've got a full marketing staff, um, which makes it so easy for me to pitch myself to you know people that are trying to list their home, yeah, um, or even with buyers. You know, it makes it easy for the snowball to roll even more because my name's getting out there. Pretty flyers are being made. All these you know important documents are um, organized in a way that's easy to understand, and they're pushed out on Facebook and everything. So we've got right. two full um, marketing staff members. Um, uh, another thing behind the scenes, we've got two full-time transaction coordinators. So they get to deal with a lot of the day-to-day, um, communicating back and forth with the title company, scheduling all these certain things. As a result, that allows me to be so much more available to my clients. It allows me to be out in the field trying to get deals going. Um, but also allows me to give the attention that's needed for a client to feel valued. Um, yeah. and it allows me to you know, be available for those clients when they call me at you know six o'clock on a on a Wednesday afternoon. I'm not so caught up in doing all these other things, right. posting to social media, running ads, creating flyers, all these things that Cedar Frames team is doing behind the scenes and is getting paid to do. Uh, meanwhile, I'm out here getting to do um, you know generating business um, and getting to do the things that you know I really crave to do.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you're a real estate agent, you're sitting there talking about focusing on what's important, exactly. which is the client, yeah. right? Um, but in these other firms where we're talking about, like you get the name brand behind you as a, as a backing, you have to do all of the marketing work. You have to be the driving force behind getting your name out there. Um, what you describe is almost like it's, it's almost like a second tier of support that even in some cases, when some agents get overly busy, They will go out and they will hire somebody that handles, you know, the incoming calls and kind of becomes their administrative side. Right. And really, that support is given to you by Cedar Frame to where it allows you the flexibility, as you're describing, to be able to be more on call, more transitional with your customer. Because, listen, if you've been doing this for a while Uh, you're gonna have typically at any given point more than one deal going. Oh yeah, right. (laughs) And so that's that's if you can create the atmosphere with your customer, with your client. I know it's terrible. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I know. Yeah, I have a dozen this way. Yeah. So, um, if you can create the the feeling with your client that they're it, like they're your only client, then you really you really achieved a mark as a real estate agent that is making that a more personalized feel. I've done my job well. Yeah. Not the idea of going, well, you know, I'd love to, but I'm gonna be over here. I'm gonna be doing this. I've got to do this. I've got this showing here. And yeah. those are all real those are all real problems for yeah. a real estate agent that's in the market. But the idea that you have a support mechanism up underneath you allows you to then be able to say, okay, yeah, I'll get you the comps for the area right and so now all of a sudden you know i and that's amazingly enough every house that i've ever bought as soon as i see something that's usually one of the first things that i ask for yeah. but i've bought enough houses to know it's that i need to ask right like Absolutely. let's see what the what's been selling and let's find out whether or not this is above yeah. below you know where are we at here is this really that good a deal what's going on with the back side of this house and everything yeah. else and that agent is literally the detective when it comes to that, when yeah. somebody's in the market looking for that, they're looking for somebody that's going to partner with them. You're the advocate, right? Yeah. It's like, listen, I don't get paid until this deal is done. Yeah. You know, it's not like I'm on an hourly commission working here or anything like that. I've got to see this deal through from contact to finish. Exactly. And everything that i'm going to give in to you i realize is also going to be an extension of a calling card of who i am as a real estate agent yeah. you're going to go out and either rave about what you got from me yep. or you're going to go out and roast me yeah. you know depending my on through the dirt yeah, yeah depending on how i made you feel and how the process was but you have a bigger responsibility on the back side of that as well too in that you're not just representing mitchell the real estate agent that's trying to grow his business yeah. You have Cedar Frame also that yeah. you want to make sure that you're representing yeah, well absolutely. as they provide the support platform for you. Yeah, And so it's, uh, that is an unusual process in that boutique part, but yeah. also at that same point, the boutique firms that, are, that tend to be in the market are not bogged down yeah. with tremendous amounts of agents. Yeah. You know, they're not sitting over there with hundred and twenty yeah. agents that are working up underneath their brokerage. Exactly. and what you were describing earlier, which is every man for themselves. Yeah. You know, nobody's sitting they're over there going. Against, yeah, yeah. Nobody's sitting over team. there going, Hey, listen, man, I'm really busy. Could you take this one? Yeah. They're like, man, I'll figure out a way. Yeah, You know, I'll, I'll take on number 12 here and yeah. and figure it out and just kind of spread myself thin. Exactly. And so in the boutique part of the business as well too, and what you were describing about Cedar frame is Cedar frame took an interest in your development. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just the idea of, Hey, here's the brokerage name. Yeah. Here's the support level. Here's everything else. You actually had Doke over there kind of arm around you. Like yeah. let's, let's walk through this process. Yeah. We, let's, we,
1: we sat down, uh, couple of weeks into my internship and, you know, one or two weeks into me working deals, we sat down for a solid week or two straight of like an hour a day, him acting as one of the clients and me acting as the realtor. I mean, walking yeah. him through certain contracts. And at the time it was extremely nerve wracking. So he's <laughs> a bit of an intimidating guy at first, yeah. but it was good for me. You know, yeah. it really pushed me out of my comfort zone. And I've used some of those things that I've learned and just sales techniques and um, little phrases here and there that he taught me. I've used those with every transaction. Yeah. Um, and it really, you know, I think it excelled me so much quicker than had I, you know, been out to learn all of those things on my
0: own. Well, let's be honest. The market is is overly saturated oh, yeah. with real estate agents. Yeah. And we were talking again prior to coming on air that a lot of those real estate agents are part timers yeah. that unfortunately clog the market yeah. with a an idea of, man, I got my license and I'm gonna sell maybe one, two houses a year. Yeah. You know, and there's a lot of those that clog into the market. And unfortunately, if somebody lands one of those guys, mm-hmm. that's it's not their bread and butter, it's not them, you know, they've maybe got support level at home where a spouse is making money yeah. or they've got other priorities where this is is play money yeah. for them, you know. Right. Hey, a exactly, if yeah. I sell a house or two a year, that's Ooh. our travel money, we're yeah. good to go. Uh, and it's not a full blown commitment. They're still working underneath an umbrella of a brokerage, mm-hmm. and a brokerage is carrying their license to allow them to work into the market. Yeah. You know, and and they can utilize that. Oh well, I'm a such and such you know agent yeah. for this brokerage, and they can use that big name as a part of that. But the reality of it is, is and a lot of the times in these boutique businesses, as you described it, you're going to get better service in there simply because. You're not you're not inundated with a lot of those part timers. Yeah, you know they really probably want agents to be in there, be successful, oh, yeah. be active, oh, yeah. and even in some cases, not even bring in additional agents yeah. because they're afraid of that point of yeah. diluting the market with people who aren't a hundred percent committed exactly. to the process, yeah. to the the umbrella that they're working out underneath. Mm-hmm. And bringing in the best of the best when you're talking about from start to finish, that that client walks away and goes, man, I'd use Cedar Frame any day of the week. I'd recommend them to anybody. And you're, again, just the extension of that. While you're still up underneath there building your brand and building your business, it is the idea that you're working... Or that feel of working for someone that wants to see that happen for you. Makes a difference. Not just going, Hey Mitchell man, when are we getting paid? Yeah. Yeah. Like (laughs) when when's that money coming to us? Like when are we gonna close this deal and you know? And unfortunately when you get into the national brand lines of that, it is more about quantity over yeah, quality. That's their main concern. Yeah. yeah. Like how many of you turn in, exactly. you know, who, you know, who closed the most this month, yeah. you know, and yeah. while those recognitions are important, you know, that people are out busting it and everything else, unfortunately it gets lost in the mix. Yeah. You know, how many brokerage owners are going to go out and sit down, yeah. reenact, answer questions and be that person in most cases in a lot of these other deals they're going to partner you up with an existing real estate agent to where if you're going through that process you're almost like a shoot on the back of their of their dragster yeah you know like hey yeah i'd love to meet you can we do this after five today because i'm really busy you know as opposed to Inside the four walls that you're working within, you actually have an owner that's right there that's like, hey, come to my office. Yeah. Let's sit Let's down. Let's do this together. Yeah. Walk me through where you're at with yeah. this deal. Yeah. You know, tell me, tell me what your plan is, or tell me where a hiccup has come up at. Exactly, and then yeah. let me help you walk through that. Yeah. And another level of support on your side that you can then also sit there and say, I got a question. Yeah, you know. So let me go. I've
1: I've got a broker that's available who has you know ten years of experience in the industry and can answer all of my questions. Right,
0: and knows his names on the business as well too. You know, so um, so obviously a huge plus for you to be in that supporting mechanism. Yeah. What have you found underneath and starting out with really? We'll call it a year up under your belt almost. What have you found has been your biggest challenges? And then yeah. what's been easier than you thought it would be?
1: That's a good question. Um, biggest challenges, obviously, is trying to convince, um, you know, a 30- or 40-year-old, whatever they may, may be, that a 22-year-old is able to assist them as they enter into one of the biggest transactions of their life.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Um, but kind of going off of what you just talked about of all of these part-time agents, you know, people think that a lot of the times age corresponds to knowledge and mm. it, it does in a lot of situations, yeah. but for all of these part-time agents that are, you know, a lot in this town, you don't know what's going on in the industry and you're not up to date with all of the latest technologies and you don't have relationships with the other realtors in town and title, to, title companies in town to really be an effective realtor. Mm-hmm. If this isn't your full-time gig. Yeah. Um, so with this being my full-time job, it's easy enough to pitch that to them that I am available. I'm here. This is my job. This is what I'm going to be doing for at least eight hours a day. Right. I mean, you are going to be one of my biggest focuses, um, because you know, I am trying to get established. I'm not a realtor with 20 transactions a month. I've still got time to devote to you. Um, so that's a hurdle. Um, and obviously, you know, some people get hung up on that and that's okay. You know, I'm just going to have to continue building my business in a way and, um, landing clients and trying to prove to them through the experience that I offer them um, that I do know what i'm doing um, I've got a team behind me that um, is going to make sure that you know we commit the absolute most that we can to you to ensure that you um, receive the you know highest price on your home or to receive the best deal on what you're purchasing um, so that's been a hurdle but you know fortunately with the team I've got behind me um, another kind of you know cool thing about Cedar Frame being a boutique brokerage is that I immediately had a large amount of resources at my disposal coming on. Right. If I were an agent with, um, you know, some of these bigger franchises, I would, you know, everything would be up to me. Um, when it comes to, you know, getting pro- professional photography, that would be on me. But with Cedar Frame, what's cool is we've got a drone, we've got a Matterport, so we're able to do all these virtual tours, we've got. a full-time marketing staff. So there's really no limitations on what we're doing. We're we're members of the Bryan College Station, MLS, we're members of the Austin, Houston, Central Texas. So your property will get listed absolutely everywhere in Texas. Nobody's not going to see your property if they're looking for something similar to yours. Um, And if I were in a position where everything was on my own to start, I couldn't afford all these things. Sure, Um, But with the team that I've got, I can. So Um, Because of that, you know, a lot of those initial hurdles that I think a lot of other agents at different brokerages would experience, I fortunately haven't had to. Uh,
0: Well, I think about this. um, If you were with one of the national brokers and you had started in a COVID year. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, <laughs> <laughs> And you don't have access to those things Yeah, to where, you know, I'd, I'd done a podcast earlier where we talked about the change in the real estate market. If you were a real estate agent mm-hmm. now, all of a sudden during COVID, you're not able to just go yeah. shoulder to shoulder. Let's go look at some houses, yeah. let's hop in the car and let's go hit a yeah. few houses that you want to go look at. Now, all of a sudden yeah. everything becomes virtual. Oh yeah. Everything becomes a, a different business model. Now that's changed. And you're probably seeing that go back oh, the yeah. other direction now, Fortunately. But man, i can remember i can remember walking with my wife in the neighborhood and literally an entire street now keeping in mind that it was one builder building on this entire street every single house had a deal that was basically saying do not enter yeah like they're all unlocked but don't enter you know and i think every single house that we've probably purchased has started with something if it was a brand new house it started with us walking through it right like i'm not out calling my agent right out of the gate to go hey man i want to get in and look at this house that happened when it was an existing home which there were very few of those but now all of a sudden when you're in a covid market and you're starting out as a brand new agent Mm -hmm. this really kind of becomes an avenue of i I would imagine that covid probably washed out a lot especially those ones that weren't necessarily supported on the back end where they're selling the one or two houses a year they're keeping their license active so they can say they're a realtor uh they can use the title you know but these guys that like i'm gonna start out and i'm gonna make this happen and you hit probably what would be the absolute worst conditions to be able to sell houses in yeah and you've got to figure out new technological ways to sell houses i mean that means that realtors in that house facetiming mm-hmm. you know or yeah, or I've you know it. we're cre- we're creating now, yeah. we're creating virtual tours that we can make yeah. available for you you talked about matterport being yeah. a, an important Game avenue changer, there where yeah. you can literally go in but a matterport camera mm-hmm. you know this ain't like let me run down to best buy and get a matterport <laughs> yeah, no. camera right i mean Not so you having a brokerage again that then gives that support to you yeah. to go hey listen I'd like to try and get this one house, you know, shot up underneath here, where I th- I feel like this one will show well yeah. with a Matterport, you know, walkthrough as opposed to a virtual walkthrough. Um, Some or,
1: video that I've made on my yeah. IPhone,
0: you know? I mean, listen, man, like I got a hundred thousand dollar home. You're probably not going out going. Let me get a drone and, and yeah. fly this over your house and make it look good. <laughs> but if I've got a, a 750000 or fifty thousand dollar home with an acreage on it and yeah. things like that, now all of a sudden that drone it footage it. becomes yeah. important. It, yeah. it kind of sets that tone, especially when that customer can't get on site or there's not an ability for them to walk through there, you know? So the return to normalcy probably helps as well too, but yeah. you weathered that on your first year in yeah. literally in the worst possible year to probably try and yeah, launch the be one You say
1: worst possible year and there were some conditions that I think everybody was just kind of like, what the heck do we do with this? You yeah. Know? Um,
0: But people didn't stop buying and selling homes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It just
1: continued to go on and on and on. I think there was, you know, a month or two there where we saw a decline at the start of things. Right. It's like, what is going to happen with this economy? What, what are interest rates going to do? This world's going to end. Am I ever going to have a job? It's so many unknowns, but then people realize like this economy is actually like crazy right now. Like now's a good time to, to sell and then interest rates were down. So now's a good time to buy. And that train has not stopped going. Right. Um, But no, there are definitely some hurdles. And I think, you know, we're fortunate living in Texas and doing, you know, business in a smaller town. I think the ramifications of COVID, we haven't felt them as much as some of these other, you know, bigger cities like Houston. Well, Uh, there's
0: always been a conversation about, you know, College Station in general kind of being in its own bubble, right? That it kind of it has its own gravitational, you know, force field big, that yeah, kind of yeah. keeps everything else away. Exactly. And still manages to work. But also yeah. during COVID like you were saying earlier, like people were you know, maybe they're getting laid off, so now yeah. all of a sudden I've got to go move for another job or whatever. Those houses still have to go somewhere. Yeah. You know, so uh whether it's the good bad or ugly that a house hits the market, we were talking about people who got to spend months in their own home looking at walls and rooms yeah. and you know, going, Hmm, oh, man, I could probably do a little work in here. Yeah. And then when everything kind of came back into clarity, mm-hmm. they've had a chance to work on some pet projects around the house yeah. to revamp that back up. Now, all of a sudden, they come back into it. Okay, well, you know, I'm still employed. Yeah. You know, business is starting to rebound. Maybe it is time for us to look at, you know, another home yeah. or, you know, refinancing our current home or our current yeah. situation, which maybe we can pull money out and exactly. use that in investment properties or exactly. something along those lines. We're in a market
1: like this, you know, being a smaller town, you have a lot of people from Houston that are realizing, oh, I'm, I'm working from home and have no signs of having to go back to the office. Let's move out to College Station where we went to college and, you know, love life.
0: Yeah. Let's uh, get away from the traffic so and the hustle and bustle. So I'm going to ask a question, and I don't know how well you'll answer this with yeah. one year in, but I'm going to ask it anyway. So if I'm in the market that I'm not committed to a real estate yeah. firm or an agent, What questions should I be asking as a consumer of the agency or the agent itself that would clarify, am I with the right place? Am I with the right person? What are some of those questions that that you think that those customers really should be asking of you or of Cedar Frame when they come in to look for a place to land?
1: Ask us every and any question and you're going to realize quickly what realtors know their stuff and what realtors don't. Um, I, you know, main question, like we mentioned earlier, are you a full-time agent or are you part-time?
0: Yeah. I think that's, I think that's a huge value. Cause it's imagine, key. It's key. imagine the idea that you just ask a generalized question of how long have you been in the real estate business? Well, yeah. I've been in 25 years and you go, Oh wow, you've been in 25 years. One yeah. transaction, <laughs> <Yeah. now. laughs> Exactly. Like oh, well, my license has been active yeah, for 25 exactly. years, but maybe that follow-up question is, How many houses did you transact on last year, whether selling or buying, Yeah, you know, so that you kind of can put those numbers together. I think, you know, people who aren't familiar with the real estate Mm -hmm. industry in general will look at something and and even most people can figure out like one to two houses in a year. Yeah. You wait you, yeah am i going to list my house with you yeah. as an agent that you're going to be some my owners
1: that aren't involved in real estate have to deal with yeah they sell homes twice a year. yeah
0: and you know? super scary too yeah. because am i going to trust that this person has the drive to yeah. sell my home yeah. and to get that value of it and especially if i'm looking in a situation where i'm in between mm-hmm. maybe i'm building a home or i'm looking to move to a new location and i need my home sold in a, a, yeah. a particular amount of time you know yeah, I can communicate that to my real estate agent Mm -hmm. and I can trust that my real estate agent hears that date that I need. But if your transaction log looks like you can count it on one hand, then you're probably not my guy or my girl if I'm pressed up against time. And the last thing I want to do is partner myself up with somebody who doesn't get me the value for what my home really should be worth because they're just not doing the due diligence on the backside. And so... You know, I think that's really a critical piece for most people to hear is is don't just take amount of years in the business yeah. as oh, well, if you got twenty years, then you should know everything. yeah. Because that may be 20 years of not a whole lot of, you know, it may be toe in the water kind of deal for 20 years. So, and then in your world, if they can come in and you say, Hey, listen, man, I've been in the market for a year, but let me tell you what I've seen. Let me tell you how many transactions I've closed on. You know, I was uh, just by researching your background And, you know, I told you, I try to do as much research as I can before we sit down. And I'm like, man, you did a good job. Yeah, I'm like, dude, you just closed on 195 acres. And you're kind of like, yeah, I did. Like, where's that at? Are you on the MLS? Did you find this out? You know, so I try to do that research on the backside Mm -hmm. in everything that I do, not just for a podcast. But if I'm, you know, like you said, a home for most people is going to be their largest investment. Yeah. I mean, nine point. Five times out of 10, yeah, there might be a couple other things that will circumvent that. Yeah. If you have a kid, that might be your <laughs> biggest investment, but you know, that's essentially going to be where you're going to end up spending your most money. Yeah. And if you're already in that field where you have something, then it's also potentially your biggest asset. Yeah, And so you want to make sure that you're pulling the value back out of that if you're deciding to reallocate that somewhere else. Exactly, yeah. And so having an agent that understands the market, mm-hmm. understands the value... And then also is steadfast enough to not be you need an you need an agent that's not gonna be emotional. Yeah. Right? Like here's where we're at. Here's where the market's at. Yeah. You know, if you're selling a home right now, dude, like right now. I mean, <laughs> we were we were talking about this is gonna air in July and we're recording this here towards the end of May, but I mean, if, if, if the market is still the same come July, yeah. if you're selling a home right now, man, you are, going to there is no, su- yeah, there's no yeah. such thing as I bought it for this. I sold it for this. Mm-hmm. It's I bought it for this and I upsold it for this, yeah. you know, because the market is just dictating that drive right yeah, now. Absolutely. Now, if you're in the opposite end of that and you're looking to buy. It's going
1: be a stressful, frustrating, yeah, disheartening time. Hopefully
0: you saved a little bit more money. Yep. And, you know, we were talking about the idea of of as clients come in, that real estate agent, not just being the advocate to get them the most money mm-hmm. or value if they're selling it but also getting that same value back to yeah. the people that are purchasing yeah. that, that somebody doesn't go out there and get jacked on an increased price yep. that the comps don't dictate that the area exactly. doesn't dictate that. But man, uh, desperate times, desperate measures, man, I got to be at my job starting, you know, three exactly. weeks and I need yeah. this house and need is driven by emotion. Yeah. Right. So a real estate agent kind of understands like you know, I'm going to step back and take the emotion out of this. And I really want to be, the true you know sound voice yeah. that may be a concern and it's a stressful time frame to go through the process of yeah. buying or selling a house oh yeah doesn't matter which side of the coin you're exactly on. yeah so for you and talking about the the current real estate market i noticed and i didn't discuss this with you in the pre-show <laughs> so put you on the spot here i noticed it on the website y'all do a series of mortgage 101 yeah that you're in the middle of, Yeah. right?
1: Yeah, I got to video a couple of those. Videos. Yeah, I saw yeah.
0: like you know. So, but this is a good again. This is a good spot, especially for clients who are you know, maybe their first time into the market. Maybe it's been a long time since they've been in the market to buy or sell a home, yeah. and for you to be able to go in, you have these broken down into real short quick clips yeah. where it talks about things like pre-approval processes what to look for when should you when shouldn't you yeah i mean they're they're good quick little avenues in that again cedar frame is invested in exactly yeah. put you in front of the camera on yeah, was this a part of your internship like you gotta do this as part no this internship? was
1: all just voluntary and i like you it know, it's just a cool opportunity. Yeah. yeah,
0: I like it. I mean, I, I clicked on a few of them, and started watching, and I'm sitting there going, "This is you know good information." Yeah. I'm like, "How much information can really be in a one minute video?" But we you try start, to do our best. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you've got enough of these clips that are in there that a person literally can kind of start from start to finish yeah. and kind of work through that process that's of what goal, it's yeah. going to look like, especially if you're brand new to the to the oh, yeah. industry. It's of,
1: overwhelming. Yeah, you know, there's so much to learn, and that's really our goal in doing those is. Let's try to make this as simple as possible. Yeah. And then let's try to be the one stop, you know, shop for people that are entering into this for their first time.
0: Yeah. I mean, every transaction matters for a real estate agent, right? Right. I mean, it's it's they want to provide the best well, you'd hope they want to provide the best possible service. The the that they create raving fans on the back end of whatever it is, a purchase. A, a cell, a, an investment property, yeah. you know, whatever, uh, rental, even yeah. in some cases, that, that you end up becoming their guy, yeah. their girl, you know, that it's somebody that they can value enough to pick up a phone and call, uh, even maybe if they're just testing. You know, yeah. like I was telling you, the guy that that we've bought probably five houses through five six houses. Mm-hmm. I can pick up the phone at any given time and say, "Hey, man, I'm, I want you to look at something for me." Yeah, and he understands. Like, you know, listen, this is going to sound terrible, but <laughs> nine times out of ten, I probably don't do anything on it. Yeah, you know, okay. I'm just yeah. over there like, "Hey, man, I just I'm curious about this one. Can you look this up? Tell me information about it?" <laughs> and it's probably not essentially where I wanted it to be at. Uh, but I know that he's a resource for me that I can't see because if I'm external trying to do this all on myself, mm-hmm. like if you've ever talked to anybody that puts for sale by owner out in the front of their house, Ooh. <laughs> I mean, that's a scary process yeah. to not have somebody guiding you professionally, yeah. legally. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of things that are yeah. behind there that can go wrong
1: and they can find a buyer.
0: But there's oh, so yeah. much
1: more that goes on after the fact that you really want somebody to cover your butt, yeah. um, on certain things like that. that yeah. knows what they're doing and will assist you the whole way through.
0: Man, I think about all the paperwork that I that I have to sign off on, mm-hmm. all of the different things when we when we bought a house and sold a house, like you know the inspections and all the things that are behind there. Yeah. And unfortunately, while you go for sale by owner, yeah. and you're going, Wow, well, man, I don't have to pay this percentage. Mm-hmm to a real estate agent the question then becomes legally down the road if something didn't get handled correctly it's going to cost you a heck of a Way lot more than yeah. not having that real estate yeah, agent absolutely. on your side and so that also led into what we were talking about which a lot of people don't know and again they don't, i wouldn't say they don't tend to do but new builds new construction yeah. So somebody goes. They typically find a house they like, model style that they like, a builder that builds a certain way. That's in in you know, they're building homes that that kind of resonate with them, and they assume that I just deal with that builder and yeah. I get my home built. We pick a lot, and that's the end of the story. Yeah. Now I say assume that because I've done that personally as well too. Yeah uh but there i've also gone through enough transactions i feel pretty comfortable in knowing everything that needed to happen in that process from all the other homes that i'd bought uh that i didn't get shortcutted on anything and i also went with a very reputable builder that had a good relationship with people in town you know as opposed to hey man this is my first home build i'll be more than happy to build something for you and then you know, things get skipped, you know, shortcuts, things that you don't see in the build process. Exactly. And so, again, this is also where an agent can come in and help through this process. It's not necessarily, I think a lot of people look at an agent being brought into a new build mm-hmm. as one more level of problems. Yeah. Like, you know, uh, this is, you know, the builder is going to tell you, man, this is just yeah. going to create more issues for us more communication things that have to go backward and forward where I can just directly communicate to you and we can get this done and I can save you X percent that you're going to pay this real estate agent and we'll put it back into your house and we'll do it as upgrades. And then you didn't pick the reputable builder. You didn't pick somebody that, uh, that is of the highest moral character. And one of the things that's really interesting in that network, we talked about the Aggie network being a very real thing. The realist, yeah. the real estate agent network oh, is man. a very real deal. Yeah. Also, oh, like man. people yeah. know, like, hey, here's somebody you probably want to stay away from. Yeah, you know, let me tell you here, like, I, I'm I'm not supposed to be opinionated in this deal. Yeah. I'm supposed to help you, but let's go with facts. Yeah, you know. So same deal for brokerages. Mm-hmm. Brokerages are out there to sit there and say like. Listen, you know, we got an agent for you that can handle this in this process. I'm just going to tell you, you know, here's what here's what we're going to do. Yeah, We're going to provide you with this competent agent that's going to be able to walk you through the process exactly. here. That agent then is going to be a little bit more forthright with their client. Because, again, you don't want to be the one that puts them up into somebody who's doing shady work. Not at all. And then they no, walk no. away and go, gosh dang, man, Mitchell just like hung yeah. me out to dry with this guy. And <laughs> this guy is terrible. I mean, he's got a terrible reputation around town um but all that gets talked about i oh, mean yeah. you know from everything oh, yeah. from builders who are subbing work out. Mm-hmm. you know if you can't find if you're a builder here in town you can't find local subs there's a problem yeah you've got an issue yeah and but real estate agents are going to hear and know those stories mm-hmm. as well too and so again they're going to be you know you may see something you really like yeah and and externally it may look all great Walking through a house, it may look fine, yeah. You know, but that agent also is probably going to sit there and, and be a little bit more competent of the idea of like, can you put us in contact with the last three people that you built houses for, yep. so that we can reach out to them for a referral, yep. and a reference, exactly. you know. Yep. And if they're sitting there going, "That ah, was the worst experience ever," mm-hmm. you know, bam, real estate agent has earned their money right there alone yeah. by doing the due diligence of let's get a little bit of. Yep some feedback from people who don't have a dog in this fight yep. as opposed to the builder who's going to tell you how great their products are and oh yeah we use top-end materials and everything else that yeah. they know that that a home a potential home buyer is wanting to hear yeah. uh so again but you also have all these agents that are around you yeah who have that relational status that know other real estate agents. They know of builders. Yeah, they have a relationship with builders yeah.
1: and know what they're building, know what's coming in the future. Yeah, you
0: know. they, go to, they go to luncheons, business yeah. luncheons, things where they can interact with people. They go to uh, training, mm-hmm. seminars, all of these things to keep themselves up to speed with what to look for yeah. uh, in all of these transactions. So again, it's really like hiring a professional on your side who, you know, the, I think the one thing that's important also about that full-time real estate agent, Mm -hmm. and you touched on it just briefly earlier and I want to come back around to it, which was the training and learning never stops. Oh man. Yeah. When you think you know everything,
1: you're going to end up on something you don't. Yeah. 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 And so, I I mean, I've experienced it every single transaction. I'm running into a different hurdle that I'm having to learn. Yeah. But then you run into those same ones, you know, transaction later and it's nothing Yeah. because I've been through it. But if you're a part-time and you know, with each transaction there's five hurdles you're having to jump through. Right. Pretty quickly your clients are gonna realize you don't really know what you're doing and this is putting us in a stressful position. Well, and
0: you position. got and you got guys backing up on Cedar Frame like Doke and Jenny that are out there and they understand like, you know, we're pouring into our people. Yeah. Because we make better real estate agents over pouring yeah. in some of our experiences. Like, let me tell you about a time yeah. where you're you're almost to where I was in this particular transaction. Yeah. Let me tell you how this thing went, exactly. or how it could have yeah. gone. And so, the ability to have those—I mean, let's 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 uh, let's reel in some Star Wars fans here. Those <laughs> Yodas that are in the industry the to be ones. able to yeah. guide you, yeah. you know, to guide you through this process and show you some of the pitfalls mm-hmm. that you may not necessarily see being a new agent. Yeah. Or, you know, the experience that they, you know, because in the same way that those real estate agents are all having conversations with each other Mm -hmm. and they're communicating back and forth about the experiences that they're having either with other real estate agents, other brokerages, other builders, it really is the same thing amongst those brokerages. Those brokerage owners are having those same conversations amongst other brokerage owners. And so they want, again, to be able to pour back into develop agents Mm -hmm. That represent their business well. Yep. They understand that they may be developing the next broker. Mm-hmm. They may be pouring in and, and looking at somebody, and they can sit there and go, "This is going to be a short-lived career with yeah. them here." That that's this this person yeah. is on a trajectory that is going to be well above where I was at you know year one, year two, year three, uh, and then they they can kind of understand that, but. They're also planting a seed somewhere down the road. Let's yeah. hypothetically say Mitchell is at Cedar Frame, and three years down the road, Mitchell's like, "Got my brokerage license, man. I'm gonna yeah. go do this thing on my, my own year. and see how this is gonna work." It's not. It's not the separation of, well, you're you and we're us. It's yeah. It's just, yeah it's just another extension now of this point of going. You know, I can I can pinpoint my success. Mm-hmm and my lineage back to Cedar Cedar frame, Frame, you know, and so now all of a sudden as a, you know, you can find yourself in the same boat where you're a brokerage owner and all of a sudden you're calling Doak and going, I remember when I used to come into the office and you, (laughs) you walk me through this deal, you know, now that I've got these agents working for me, I've got some other questions for you. And it looks completely different. It's a completely different learning lesson uh, that he's able again to continue to pour into because, You're still the extension of that family. You're still the extension of building those relationships inside of the overall real estate industry here in town. So the better the relationships you build, Mm -hmm. you know, not just with people that come to you and seek out your assistance, but the relationships that you build internally with other agents, externally with other agents and other brokerages, again, just, you know, I would imagine most competent, long-term, experienced real estate agents know what they're getting into as soon as they hear the other real estate agent's name.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you well,
0: know I mean? It's like, bad, you know. Yeah. I mean, they're like, okay, this one's going to be a little bit yeah. more of a challenge. Or like, hey, this should go really well. Yeah, you know. Yeah, like I and mean, even
1: within the year that I've been doing it, there's you know a couple of agents that really stand out as far as well. Yeah. Um, and then there's some you've run into, even if it's just you know, small communications they're trying yeah. to show their home where it's... Absurdly difficult. You're like, oh man.
0: Yeah. I'd rather not. I could take you you for these fifteen minutes on this Thursday. It's tough. (laughs) As soon as there's sun outside, we can't we can't have any rain going on. I don't want anybody in their house when it's raining. Yeah, and I mean you're trying to coordinate all of that. Those little backside pieces probably never become really relevant to your Mm -hmm. clients. You know. But the
1: goal is for it not to. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah,
0: like you're absorbing all of this stuff on the backside. You know, and so but you're also absorbing it. You're wearing all these different hats between scheduling, between communication, between negotiation, all these things yeah. back and forth that you want it to seem seamless. you know. But then when that agent doesn't pick up their phone, they yeah. don't return those emails yep. and you've made an offer. Or yeah. let's write up an offer and let's send it, you know, submit it in. And you know that the clock is ticking on this house. Right. You know that there's, you know, and then that agent kind of takes her time getting back to you a little bit. And maybe their client never knows that. Yeah. You know, yeah. oh, yeah, I meant to tell you, man, we had an offer on Saturday. And here we are we on Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, by the way, you know, yeah, that's, we took an offer. We just didn't yeah. pull it out of MLS. And, exactly. You know, listed as a pending right now and, yeah. you know, that kind of stuff. So you're like, over here chasing a ghost. Yeah. You know, so your,
1: your, your clients think they found their dream home and are going to land it, you know, no matter what, but it's not even a possibility because yeah. it's already been accepted.
0: So let's talk about services offered at Cedar frame. If, yeah. if I'm coming in, you know, we, we obviously know buying and selling a home is no going to be a reason. It. Somebody's going to yeah. show up at Cedar frames doorstep. What other services can you use Cedar frame for?
1: hmm. Um, you know a, a lot of people have come to me recently, you know a lot of people that are inexperienced in the Bryan college station area, but they 've heard that it 's a great place to own an investment property because mm-hmm. there 's such high demand you know with all the college students in sure. town you 're always your place is always going to be rented out right um, so they come to me having no idea what the offer or what the area is like, what neighborhoods to, you know that you should be attracted to, which ones should you stay away from um, so something that you know i 've kind of, kind of come to to specialize and really gain a deep knowledge in is. Um, where's a good place to invest you know um, a lot of people you know it's easy enough for home buyers who are in the area to know exactly what they want where they want it But for somebody who has no connection no point of reference um, I've been able to you know lay out spreadsheets in a way that are clear to understand if you purchase in this area this is what you can expect Mm -hmm. Um, this is the average rent this is the average appreciation rate this is you know how many people are renting it out so quickly and and all of these different things. Um, so that's one of the areas we specialize in. Um, another area, um, we um, you know, a large portion of what we do is land transactions. Mm. Um, and a lot of the time, people have these large tracts of land and have no idea what to do with them. Well, you can take a hundred acre piece of land and sell it for. $7,000 an acre. Yeah. You could split that 100 acres up into 520 acre tracks and sell it for 15000 an acre. Yeah. Um, we specialize in being able to look at the lay of the land, divide it up for you. We have connections with surveyors that are able to get out there, get it all parceled out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we come up with a game plan for you to get the most dollar out of your land. Yeah. Um, so that's one of the many things we do. Um,
0: or knowing about future developments exactly. or things that may butt up around that. Exactly. You know, track a land that Hey, there's a developer that's planning on coming in and doing this. They may be interested in that track of land.
1: exactly. So, um, you know, I'm fortunate with with Doak and Jennifer being the owners of Cedar Frame, they've got a a lot of connections in the area. Um, They have the inside track on some of these certain things. But, um, you know, on on top of that, you know, as any good brokerage would or any good realtor would, we have connections with some of the best lenders in town. Right. Um, We have connections with some great insurance companies, you know. Um, we bring a lot of business into certain title companies, so they prioritize us. Sure. Um, and as a result, you know, there's so many factors that lead to a successful transaction that closes on time. that's seamless that, um, you know, is the least stressful possible situation for our clients. Um, and we really do what we can at Cedar frame to ensure that we surround ourselves with the best possible people, um, the best possible vendors, best possible, you know, insurance, title, lending, um, for the all around experience for our clients to truly be, you know, next to none.
0: Yeah. Well, and I think, again, you, you talked about some, some pieces of value there. Probably the one piece of value that I can think of in, in home purchases was my real estate agents connection to the title company. Yeah. I think that's really like one of those places that you really don't understand how important that is until you've bought multiple homes, yeah, you know, because if you, you, as listen, as the, the, the purchaser, I can pick whatever title company I want. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I'm not committed to one or the other, but I'm going to trust, especially if I built a good relationship with my brokerage and mm-hmm. with my real estate agent, that they're going to guide me into not just to the title company, yeah. but potentially even to the person who closes the Absolutely. transaction. Yeah that you know they can then walk in and go i can already tell you here's what you're going to need to have have this 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 they're going to be johnny on the spot on time we're going to do everything on our side that we possibly need to to make sure that we close on this date at this time yeah i can't control what's going on on the other side i'm going to push on the other side to make sure they're in the same page as we are it doesn't always
1: work out no uh, but we'll do what we can to make sure
0: Yeah. yeah yeah i mean it's it's frustrating because you can only control so many things within your wheel well that you're responsible for as the agent and as the brokerage. The brokerage can lean in a little bit that, you know, if you're kind of stuck up on something here where you don't feel like that agent is really is really working on the backside with you, then you can kind of lean into your brokerage a little bit who can then lean into their brokerage a little yeah. bit to kind of swing a little bit. And hopefully those relationships, again, are, are good enough that it doesn't really require this. this headbutting of the, of the group, because ideally the best transactions are like you said, the ones that your clients never know any of the problems on the backside. Yeah. They literally saw it as one smooth, seamless transaction. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) They (laughs) they didn't see you making, you know, 15 phone calls on the day before close to make sure that everything was all in place. And, you know, the insurance was here and the title company is ready to go and we've got all the financing good and we've got this letter in and we've got these documents signed and these are initialed all those magic pieces that have to be in place just to sit down at the title company's table, Yeah, you know, and that they're going to be ready with all the documents that they need to seamlessly kind of make that go through. And so, but that agent also, and you're, you know, as a as a purchaser as a seller you also understand that point of, of your agent can help you mm-hmm. but agents are also bound under a lot of laws and under yeah, regulations I think there's a sure. lot of things that people don't realize like you can't legally you know you're working with a client you were mm-hmm. talking earlier about people who don't know the area yeah you know a real estate agent can't go oh man you want to stay away from that area because that really sucks I yeah. mean that, there's <laughs> bad things that happen over there you know yeah. and and but what an agent can do, like you said earlier, is they can put the documentation together. Oh, yeah. I can
1: present the facts. Yeah, okay. yeah. Here's the yeah. crime
0: rate facts. Exactly. Here's these things to push that you know again that knowledge down to the client and not sit there and weigh. I, I think the one thing that most agents are understood of and is that they can't let their opinion yeah. drive the advice. Absolutely right. Like I can let the facts drive the yep. advice. I can put things in front of you yeah. and I can do everything from my part to show you everything that you need to see yeah. to make a well educated guess on whether or not this is good or not. Yeah. You know, if I'm picking a place that I don't know where it's at and I've got a, a 10-year-old daughter, man, I need to know about the schools. Yeah. You know, what's yeah. the, you know, and not just like, okay, as an agent I go, here's your elementary, here's your middle, here's your high school. This is yeah. where they're going to go. Yeah, that's all important. Here's their test scores, here's yes. how they stack up to one another. There's yeah, so I much mean, more that goes into it. Dude, I did something. It's just ironic that we're talking about this because this morning my daughter is graduating from from elementary school and she's going to go to That's intermediate. Cool. Yeah. And so I'm looking up like I didn't even know like what time intermediate school starts, yeah. <laughs> you know. And so she was asking me. She goes, "Daddy, when when do I start school next year?" So I just go on the site, but I quickly go on the site and I discover you know what the proficiencies are in math what the proficiencies are in reading what's the student to teacher ratio at that school again these are all things that a real estate agent should be able and really really should be providing to you to give you good well-educated information now maybe i'm a teacher maybe i'm relocating in and i get that ability to be able to move my kid as i need to because of that structure of being a teacher but if i'm not I'm committed yeah. to this school if yeah. I move into the area. Exactly. it's not like I get to sit there. I have two choices. this school, private school. yeah you know, what do I want to do here? you know, yeah. but a, a good agent will again do the front side work of that. <laughs> and again, they may be they may have their own personal opinion outside over a beer, yeah, you know, not with their <laughs> client though, you know they're exactly. gonna sit there and go, you know, here's the information I can give you yeah. and you know I, I put several of these together based on several of the houses that you've asked me to look at and here's the documentation behind those. Take them home, look at them. I've highlighted some stuff that you probably want to find as important information in your decision making here. Yeah. Call me if you need anything.
1: And, And kind of one thing I've learned going off of that is that, you know, a lot of the times my clients will make decisions that I won't, I wouldn't necessarily make in their shoes, but you kind of have to put that aside and realize my job is not to Steer them in the right direction. I'm going to give you all the facts that you right. need to make a sound decision. Right. Like when you make that decision, my job really kicks in of facilitating what you want. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to make sure you get exactly what you want or as close to it as possible. Yeah. I um, mean, I think a lot of agents can f- kind of fall short in that area and really make their mm. clients feel guilty or, or second guess what they're doing. But
0: well, that client turns and looks at him and goes, Hey, what do you think? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're at a crossroads right at that point. Yeah. You're like, yeah, you know, exactly. I, don't, I don't get to tell you yes or no here. Yeah, you know, and, legal and you
1: know, if you ask that, I'm I'm going to try and tell you as much as I legally can. <laughs> exactly, to make sure that you're making a wise decision. And and you know, if you really want my advice on that, I'm going to give it to you. Yeah. Um, but even if you ask my advice and what I advise you contradicts what you want, it's yeah. okay. Sure. And my job is not to choose a home for you. Your sure. job is to choose a home, and then my job is to make sure.
0: You know. That Uh, another thing about the the brokerage and again we're talking about the legal ramifications of Mm -hmm. stuff of where you've got to stay within the boundaries of what the laws and the regulations require you to do including your brokerage as well too they're bound underneath that is again you're not just representing mitchell you're representing cedar frame you're 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 you know i want to make sure i'm doing everything legally the right way that we're supposed to so that nothing comes back but you know one of the interesting things that i heard at, at a point in talking to a broker Mm -hmm. and I thought this was a great insight is the brokerage's ability to also match up the correct agent to the correct customer. It's not always met with like, Mitchell, you can handle one hundred percent of the customers one hundred percent of the time. you're right. You know, it's it's hey listen, this one we're gonna flip to so and so because this is really and maybe it's more in their wheel well. It's more in their expertise maybe just you know as a as a broker maybe i'm just sitting there going these personalities are probably yeah. going to mesh better yeah. you know because Listen, not everybody that buys a home is rainbows and unicorns. No you know, <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So
1: kind of the reputation I think I've earned within my brokerage <laughs> is that I can put up with a lot of crap. Yeah. So some of those tougher clients, yeah. it's like I'll take them. You know, I don't mind at all.
0: You um, You've got some of the ones that need to be babysat through the process. Exactly. They need a daily update exactly. on what's going yeah, that's on. You know? You know, that's just part of the job. And I got I, it. I love it. You know, yeah, I got it, man. <laughs> the The more experienced ones are kind of like. This one's Mitchell's yeah, over here. Let's exactly. get, I don't know that my patience level is going to run that I deep. Take it. But a, a good broker, a good broker will be able to identify Absolutely. that as well too. Yeah. And a smart agent will also be able to go back to that broker and sit down and go, "Listen, yeah, you know, I've got, I've got a client right now that we probably need to have a discussion about." Yeah. And on the backside, that conversation happens where that broker then can then advise that situation, mm-hmm. you know, whether that's. Here's how I would approach it, or whether it's let's put Sally on this instead. Let's, you know, I'll I'll sit down with the client. We'll bring them in and have a conversation. To where it's not the idea of going, listen, Mitchell, this is just way above your pay grade here. You ain't gonna be able to handle this. It's it's let let me let me work this from the backside. A good broker is a great. And they're a great. A lot of things. They're a great politician. You know, they, yeah, they have mediator, the, yeah, they have so a, gr- they have a great way to be able to interject in yeah. and communicate the why's the yeah. why nots okay. and be able to facilitate the best again. Cause they're, they're in the market also to have that agent successful, Yeah, but also that client, again, they want that raving fan, mm-hmm. a smart real estate agent will not always handle 100% of their clients. Yeah a smart real estate agent will be able to see that there's going to be some differences in this equation. Maybe haven't hit them yet. Yeah. You know, but I can tell this is going to come at this point. Yeah. Maybe I've got, I mean, I've got six kids at home as a real estate agent. And this person wants to call me at two o'clock in the morning every night. Yeah. And I'm trying to work. be as friendly as I can to this person, <laughs> but they've done woke up my newborn four different times, you know? And so, because they work. You know, they work nights mm-hmm. and so sleep during the day and, you know, yeah. all these little things. And so the idea that a broker can also mitigate that by also interjecting without seeming like they're interjecting, yeah. but also being able to mitigate the, the potential whatever pitfall down the road that may exist. And again, these are all things that people don't think about yeah. until they're knee deep in a process of doing exactly it and realizing that like, hey, listen, man, this, you know, this guy just him my wife, me, we just kind of doesn't feel right. doesn't jive well, you know? And so that can work all different ways. It can work from broker down. It can work from real estate agent over. It can work from buyer seller Mm -hmm. back the other direction. There's nothing that that says I got to use you as my real estate agent. And there's also nothing that says I got to use the broker, you know? So everybody has a choice in the matter, but the ability for there to be this constant ebb and flow of feel Mm -hmm. and knowing how that transaction's going and not having a real estate agent that's like, man, I will drag this mule across the line until it's done and being able to kind of step back, humble themselves a little bit and just go, I'm going to need some help with this one.
1: And and something that's cool kind of going off of that is the idea that um, our real, our our brokerage is kind of unique in the sense that we're not allowed as agents to represent both sides. So a lot of yes, a lot of agents in this market, especially, can represent both the buyer and seller. Yes, it's a really tough job yes. because it's hard to have both the seller and buyer's interests in mind when mm. you're negotiating. Um, so when it comes to partnering up, a lot of the times we have listings mm-hmm. and we have unrepresented buyers come along, and kind of like you mentioned, our broker does a really good job of she gets to hear out the situation, she gets to hear what what are these buyers like, who mm-hmm. am I going to put on this job. Um, And as a result, we do that and we avoid a lot of, you know, potentially legal, questionable situations of conflicts of interest, integrity. It's almost impossible um, to do both sides. But in doing so, you know, we avoid those. We ensure that both our sellers and buyers are being fought for. Yeah, they have somebody on their side representing them. Um, And you're also a lot of the times partnered up with an agent that's, like you mentioned, you know, best fits your needs, best fits your stage in life, you know, kind of um, your level of demand is what we're trying to match up with, uh, you know, what the agent supplies. And um, all in all, I mean, I think it's, you know, such a unique but beneficial thing for our brokerage, which is potentially, you know, potentially hurts us as agents. You know, if we have, if we have a listing and we have a buyer come along, everything within us wants that full commission. Yeah, right? they're
0: like, I'm going to get um, all the percent.
1: Yeah, but also on the on the flip side, it's benefited me a lot because I've gotten to represent the buyers for a lot of our more experienced agents who have more listings, um, and as a result, learn so much more yeah. in doing that. Um, but also, we know that we're best serving our clients by ensuring that you know they aren't working with an agent that's representing their competitor in this sense. Yeah.
0: Keeping the separation just to keep just to keep the integrity in the actual transaction itself. It's like, well I don't know. Let me go talk to that other agent and find out what's going on. Yeah. What do I think is going on over here? (laughs) I think I need that money. Oh, I think I need that money too. Uh, So the agent over there said Yeah, (laughs) exactly. I mean if you can put if you can put the individual in there that is still trustworthy Mm -hmm. uh and to your point like you said even if that is within and under the same umbrella of the same brokerage the brokerage being smart enough to identify that to say i mean it'll work both ways at some point it may be that somebody else has that but then they reach back and go hey mitchell we want you to go ahead and come over into this transaction over here so that we kind of we keep this integrity still in in exactly. check here, you know, and so that helps both ways. I mean, you may be the recipient of something that you also gave away somewhere down the road. Exactly. But the idea of it is kind of that same deal. If it goes sideways because yeah. you chose not to do that or your brokerage just doesn't care and they just yeah. say, whatever, just land it. Yeah. Um, and then legally somewhere down the road, you know. Comes back to bite you. Yeah. 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 And then the broker is over there like, yeah, hey, man, why did you? Well, I tried to tell you. <laughs> well, no, you didn't try to tell me, man. You just said that you had one for both and let's just get this done. And, mm-hmm. you know, again, it's it's integrity on both sides. Yeah. It's integrity with the agent. It's an integrity with the brokerage. And then the brokerage always sets the tone, though. Mm-hmm. So no matter what the agent brings in, that level of integrity that the brokerage expects from them, yeah. especially if it's explained out well. Because oh, yeah. I'd imagine it's probably more difficult, too. If Let's say they take a, an agent in from another brokerage somewhere mm-hmm. else. That, that's common, common ground. That they normally do that. Yeah. And let's say that the agent has 15 years under their belt. And then all of a sudden the brokerage comes in and goes, hey, listen, here's what we're going to do. We're going to bring Mitchell in on this other side over here to yeah. handle this. And I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. Yeah. I've done this plenty of times. Exactly. You know, so now as the brokerage of, let me tell you why we're doing this and this is how we're always going to do this. Yeah. Yeah. That we're going to step in here to ensure that there's no muddy in the waters exactly. here in this particular yeah. deal. And, and we want to ensure that we really are being impartial. Yeah. Yeah. All that percent is going to land on the backside to the brokerage. Mm-hmm. You know, but also at the same point, that says a lot for the brokerage to just be aware to make that decision, yeah. where they could just go, it eh, doesn't matter, man, just close it. Yeah, because there's several brokerages out there that'll do That's that. Their mentality, and yeah. in some cases, some of them are national. So, <laughs> marketing techniques. So oh, I'm going yeah. to bring you into this. So, uh, what I thought was interesting, and we were talking again before we came on air about. um, old school marketing techniques versus how people are marketing today so you know flyers you know print ads mailers mm-hmm. i couldn't tell you man i go probably 10 years ago i could not tell you how many mailers i would get yeah with an agent just hey you know if you're looking to sell your home or you know they mailed out a a couple of homes in the area that they were in you know they've obviously invested money in and they're working for these companies that it's their money they've invested in to try and maybe shake something out of the tree but what have you found being new into the the market knowing i mean you said you had you know you've had your license since you were in high school you've seen your parents and everything else you've seen the marketing shift So where are you seeing in today's 2021 market that you have to be as a real estate agent in order to really shake the trees better uh, Mm -hmm. than some of the old school techniques that were used?
1: Everything's virtual now. I mean, there's no way around that in the sense that, um, you know, you see it with the virtual tours that has been obviously one of the biggest changes, especially within the past year and COVID preventing us from seeing things in person. That's almost a, you know, essential part of um, a deal, but when it comes to marketing, especially social media has been key. Mm-hmm. Um, for a boutique brokerage like us that's really trying to get our name out there, targeted marketing has been huge. Yeah. I'm um, trying to um, increase, um, there's a special term for it that fortunately if we've got a marketing team that covers it. But <laughs> like, this is in there you know, we well. When people search real estate college station. Right. We want Cedar frame to pop up. Yeah. Um, SEO ratings
0: and all those. That sounds stuff, right man. to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That part. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, so fortunately we've got a team devoted to all those things. We've got, like I mentioned, full time, full time marketing staff focused on social media um, and presenting flyers, but really where Cedar frame is focused on going. And we obviously want to be ahead of the game because yeah. in marketing, if you're not, you know, thinking two years ahead, you're going to fall behind. Um, but um, we found that, you know, especially with the idea of Facebook and TikTok and Instagram, all of these certain things that have really become prominent, especially, yeah. you know, with this younger millennial generation that's all of a sudden wanting to buy a home that have kind of stayed away from it. Um, it's key for us to have a presence online. Um, yeah. So certain routes that we've taken, like you mentioned earlier, the Mortgage 101 series. Right. Um, we're trying to become the, you know, one-stop shop for people that, have no idea what it means to purchase a house, have no idea what the process is like. We want to be that resource for sure. So we create videos for each of our listings. Um, a lot of the times recently we haven't had to because listings are selling so quickly that Mm. there's no time for us to do some of these things. But, um, yeah, I made
0: that virtual tour. Oh, we already got an offer. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. What was the point of that? But we're still doing
1: them. um, but we've done videos for specific listings, like some of right. our larger land listings. We have multiple drones that we can use to yeah. create really professionally done um, video work that um, highlights the property much better than you know just a plain old photo. Sure. Um, with that, we do you know Facebook ads, all these other things. We try to develop relationships with builders and towns. We try to develop relationships with developers in certain communities just to make sure that there's a presence to make sure that we're kept on the inside track of what's going on. Um, and then, you know, you mentioned, you know, flyers and stuff like that this stuff still works. Yeah. You know, we have billboards, we have, um, flyers that are created for every single property. We have mail outs. We, um, you know, the idea of door to door sales, it means a ton for people to get to meet you face to face. Um, and to be able to do that, um, I think, also does a great job of getting our name out there. Um, You know, face recognition is a big deal. Um, So we've tried to keep as many of those old school techniques that have, you know, they're tried and true, you know, business, um, the majority of businesses that are still in existence were built on those fundamental aspects of marketing. Um, But while doing those things, we're trying to push forward um, and are really looking into, um, like I mentioned, just, you know, Facebook has been a huge part of what we're doing. Um, giveaways keeping people engaged mm. with our posts and all open these things. exactly yeah um they've all just contributed to the following that we've been able to develop and um that's really kind of the track that we're shooting for
0: what i think is interesting is 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 with the tried and true stuff that we talked about there's almost like an age range where that cuts off yeah, right like that's true you you get this older range and i don't want to i don't want to <laughs> put, a put i that. don't <laughs> put a number on there because <laughs> i'm definitely going to put myself into the older category but You know, those guys are the ones that, you know, hey, honey, let's get in the car, let's go out, let's drive around, let's look in the area. You know, they just, and they're looking around and, hey, hop out, grab a flyer. You know, there's one over there. And then you've got the guys that are like, listen, man, I can, I can search an area in all of about 10 minutes and find out what's for sale, what's not for sale. Um, I think when it comes to one of the things that I remember a real estate agent telling me one time was they were talking about, you know, use a professional to figure out what your house is really worth as opposed to using Zillow yes. or realtor.com or yes. something along Appreciate those lines <laughs> like, you know, just because Zillow tells you this doesn't mean that that's what yeah. it is, you know. And so you guys also y'all offer tools online as well mm-hmm. to to be a for people to go in input their address and then they can answer the kind of a questionnaire of some things uh like what kind of amenities do you have in your house Mm -hmm. and then based on what i would assume is really an evolving Mm -hmm. criteria of pricing be able to get back to them and then be able to say your house is going to be valued in this range comps is always one of those areas like i said earlier like i really want to figure out you know i can remember just glaring at one of my my uh neighbors one time who we were we were probably going to sell our house within four months we knew that there was going to be a move that was going to be happening and my neighbor goes in and literally sells his house for fifty thousand dollars below value and i'm like you're killing me smalls (laughs) like you know somebody is going to see that in a comp and then you know, but then my real estate agent was like, Listen, one doesn't really kill yeah. you. He yeah. goes, that's why we go, you know, two years out, year out, yeah. we kind of do this stretch so that we can see all these other ones. He goes it's never good, you yeah. know yeah. like it's a fire sale for a house because somebody's just gonna be somewhere, maybe their company's gonna reimburse them for yeah. whatever the loss is anyway, but that also you know is one extra dollar amount getting added into that equation that's dropping the values of what it is that's around them, so uh, and then vice versa, the other way you've got somebody that maybe you know had a really good agent and they got top value for their deal, and then all of a sudden the cop comes around and go, Oh, the house right next to me, you know, that I'm looking to buy is, is 450,000. They've got mine listed this. I should be able to get 450 for mine if I'm going to sell it. You know, I mean, they just kind of don't go hand in hand with each other. I think it's it's pretty funny. Uh, I have to be careful in my conversation here. So in the area that I live in, there was a comment that was made by a builder who said my my houses are bringing more value to everybody else's houses. But what was funny was that builder's house sat on the market for sale longer than anybody else's houses that were there. And I mean, for a long time. So yeah, man, I can go out and put $500,000 on my home. Don't mean I'm going to get it, you (laughs) know? So, uh, but I think that again, having that experienced agent who's familiar with the growth, familiar with the areas, even if you're not familiar, like, you know, where I live, Again, I won't say where, so I'll probably give away the the person. But where where I live at is a smaller location. It's a smaller subdivision. And so maybe that real estate agent has never bought or sold a home over in that area because it is new. But maybe they can also talk to the point of either another agent in their deal that's done a deal through there or their brokerage that's seen several come through there to where they can, again, we're talking about that learning of constantly – being an, ev- an an evolution of of information that's coming yeah. and going and that's changing really daily, yeah. You know, so and again, we kind of we skipped over this a little bit. We we're talking about the current market here in College Station. Mm-hmm. You know, we kind of you know we talked about all the marketing and everything that you guys do that that the brokerage does, but currently, right now in College Station in the month of May, yeah, we are seeing house prices skyrocket it's crazy you know it is absolutely crazy and I, yeah. I, i'm talking about from existing homes to new build homes yep. new build homes are ridiculous yep. i mean i'm glad i built my home when i did yep but uh i know some folks who uh, recently were building a home that mm. you know was like the process of getting ready to pour a slab and everything and now all of a sudden it's daunting yeah yeah now all of a sudden that builder's out there going Hey, listen, man, I know we said we could do it at this price, but you know, lumber prices have now tripled yeah. and that's an expense that I'm not willing to eat for you yeah. guys, which most builders wouldn't, yeah. you know, most builders are going to come back to the you table. you can't expect that no. from, a, from a builder. Especially yeah. not on something like wood. Yeah. Wood is one of those deals that can drive up the price of a house oh, very, very quick. quickly. Yep. You know, yeah, I could say my oven went up, my refrigerator and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But man, when you're, about the, your house, <laughs> when you're talking about the bones and the structure <laughs> of the house, the walls up. yeah. yeah. I mean, I, now I, I guess I look at it now. Somebody posted a funny little meme on, on Facebook the other day that they had toothpicks in their hands, and it yep. says, now selling lumber seeds. Don't anybody <laughs> undercut me because I know what I got in my hand yeah. and what the value is. You know, yeah, I mean, There's
1: memes going around of you know, a wife saying, hey, take me somewhere fancy for a date, and they end up in the bed of a truck in yeah, a lumber yard. That's,
0: exactly. Oh and so with, with the increase of pricing, uh, it's great if you're selling. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. I mean, if you're, if you're looking to sell a house, now's man, the now's the time to do it. Give me a call. If Let's you're, do it. <laughs> <laughs> if you're looking to buy a house right now, though, you really, really have to be doing your homework and yeah. you really need an agent that is going to be front side with everything that really kind of sets that notion. I mean, if I bought a house two, three, four years ago and I'm changing houses yeah. now, I uh, look true story. My wife and I, when we left. We sold our house here, we left, and we went to San Antonio, we came back. When we came back, we came back with the five year ago pricing in our yeah. ha- in our head, and so we 're like, "Oh man we 've got two hundred and fifty thousand dollars man let's 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 head on over to Castlegate 2, yeah. and uh, let's let's use that two hundred and fifty thousand dollars and we'll get ourselves a pretty nice house over there yep. and we get over there and we 're like, "Wait what <laughs> how, how much your house is going for over here, yeah." Man? Oh, we're like fifty thousand short, you know, and so now the and of course it's way more than hey, that now. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. So we went in with that idea of thinking where we were going to be able to be at, and then we asked our agent, "Okay, man, well, let's see what's in the two fifty range." Yeah, Whew. yeah two fifty two fifty range, mm-hmm. man. Like between all the shag carpeting and mirrors mm-hmm. on every wall and wood panelings yeah. and everything else that we would have had to have done fifty to a hundred thousand in renovation yeah. in. You know, all of a sudden we're sitting there going, oh, I guess we're going to have to move up. Yeah. And then I can think about what home prices are going for right now in that conversation. Yeah. And if we'd waited another five years mm-hmm. and come back with that pricing, man, we're so far off base, it's not yeah. even funny. And so while it's a great investment opportunity for people who do currently have their houses that maybe are looking to move, change, relocate for a job yeah. or everything where else, they're probably going to pull top value out mm-hmm. of that house. You know, if you're looking to come into the market, you know, you've got to be prepared. Yeah. And so when you're dealing with people that, you know, like I said, if you're selling a home, mm-hmm. great time to sell a home. Yeah. I would imagine well, have the majority of your transactions have been sales or purchases. Purchases. Really? Not almost. Man. Solely. Yeah. Nice.
1: Yeah. Which has been a struggle lately. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, something we kind of try to reiterate to our clients, um, obviously not an ideal time to purchase a home. Right. Right. And if you sell a home, typically you're selling a home to purchase back into the market. Yes. So it's a tough situation regardless. But um, something, especially as of late, and things are somewhat changing, interest rates are going back up. Mm. um, Home prices are high, yes. But with the rates that have been in the market and all the money that's obviously been pumped into the economy, um, over the long run, you're saving money with the rates. You might be paying high initially. But another thing that you have to keep in mind, like you mentioned, is if you don't get in now, there's no telling where the market's gonna be five years from now. Yeah. The nice it, thing about real estate is it's hard to lose. You yeah. know, if if you purchase a home, as long as you're willing to hold on to it long enough, chances are you're gonna get your money back.
0: Yeah, let's assume something again, but we're talking about college station as a mm-hmm. bubble. But let's just assume college station wasn't in the bubble and they kind of you know, they kind of fell in line with the rest of the homes. Uh, and just happen to see home prices start dipping, yeah. right? If they dip, but interest rates go up, mm-hmm. you know, it's not, it's not half dozen this way and a dozen i mean it doesn't yeah. work that way now all of a sudden it's it's that interest rate alone is yeah. of more value to you in financing so more, yeah. than yeah. it is of what you're paying on your house over yes. here yeah. and for every 10,000 that you're taking up on your house price you're saving you're saving yeah, yeah you're saving the money over here on your interest rate mm-hmm. if you can get a nice interest rate on your house we literally we built our house mm-hmm. and refinanced it in one year yeah, yeah, because the rates bottomed out, oh, yeah. and and we got a decent, we had a decent rate on our house when we when we yeah. built it, but it went low enough that it made probably sense for us. Better, yeah. yeah, one of the it, best rates you'll probably it, ever see. It made tremendous sense for yeah. us to go ahead and refi one year Man. in. Now that all being said, with everything that is being pumped into the market mm-hmm. and with the way the economy is moving at some point there's going to be a slingshot the other direction you're it's not going to, to see yeah. interest rates sitting at these all time lows and and, and technically right now we're not at all time lows yeah. but we're not real far from it yeah. but you know you can see you can see market movement in those interest rates quickly now yeah, you know so your recommendation first off with somebody who's looking to get into the market to mm-hmm. purchase a home or whatever is to definitely have a pre-approval process in place oh, yeah. with whoever your financer is going to yeah. be and again you were saying earlier that you know the brokerage the real estate agent can can help you in if you're struggling with mm-hmm. you know where do i need to go to try and find the best rates yeah your your, your brokerage and your real estate agent should be able to help Give you multiple names Absolutely. of people that they've worked with, uh, or that they have a good relationship as well. As, well, with the mm-hmm. one thing that I've learned over the years is my best interest rates did not come from big banks. Yeah, my best interest rates came from little banks, who then yep. eventually turned around and sold it back to the big bank yep. or local lenders. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I no mean, market, and there's there's yeah. so many there's so many different avenues of financing available to yeah. home buyers, and, and and really even in people who are looking to maybe they're looking to go in and refinance for a different reason. Maybe they're refinancing it with the purpose of being able to pull some money out to do renovation work or to whatever. I'm going to pull money out of my house to send my kid to college or whatever it looks like. Uh, But the idea of taking advantage of where you're currently at in the market, but having that locked and ready to go in a market where literally homes are like sitting for, day two days maybe three days (laughs) i mean you know it's it's like hey you got to have that stuff locked and loaded ready to go you're not going to have time for a house to get listed Mm -hmm. and for you then to go down to the bank and get a pre-approval you're just there's not enough time in this market right now that may change somewhere down the road and and historically it usually does it will yeah uh but right now is not that time
1: in the state of texas i don't think it's that's yeah, time man. at all especially i mean you we've mentioned earlier people moving from california and yeah. all these other places that's driving so much of what we're seeing in the house sure. market right now and it's been a seller's market for a while and there's no signs of it changing no. anytime soon
0: yeah i mean people who are coming in from california are coming in with huge valuation homes mm-hmm. that they've spent money on in california they're yeah. walking away they come here and see a four hundred thousand dollar home which some of our guys would be like wow that's a really expensive house yeah. And to them, they're like, you know what, four hundred thousand gets you in California, one bedroom (laughs) apartment. That's right, man. Like, you know those areas that I showed you on the map with all the crime and stuff. That's probably where you want to stay away from. But you know, at at that point, these guys are literally walking in, usually cash value loaded, Mm -hmm. where they can come to the table and go, "We'll do a cash transaction, close in thirty days. We're ready to roll. Like, let's get this done." And you know, or they're even willing to cut corners on stuff. You know. Skip this, and you yep. know, forgo inspections, and we want it right now. Take it's it off the market. Essential, yeah.
1: You know, if you ask for an inspection or an option period, you're not going to get that home. In, no, in areas like Austin, fortunately, Bryan College Station, yeah. we're our own little bubble. Yeah, we haven't experienced that to yeah, the you extent that Houston, Dallas, Austin have experienced it, but. There's little, you know, indications and, and kind of things we've had to go through that do reflect that yeah. shift in Texas's market. We had
0: a friend in Dallas that that their job relocated them there and the house that they initially were trying to buy yeah. they did buy for 50,000 over ask. Yeah. I I'm, mean,
1: I'm working with clients right now that are looking in the Conroe area and they're moving from Chicago but initially they started in Dallas. Yeah. Um, found their perfect home in the exact area they wanted, submitted an offer, $70,000 above asking. Crazy. Didn't get it, so they said, <laughs> let's move to North Houston. <laughs> yeah. And we're still, you know, we're still having to deal with that same thing and have put um, offers in and, and have lost out, but... yeah. Um, Man, I mean, Texas in general, it's just absolutely crazy. And something's got to give eventually. Yeah. And, and it'll change eventually, but as of right now, I mean, there's no signs of that.
0: Yeah, I mean, the bubble is going to continue to expand until it doesn't, yeah. you know. Yeah. I mean, but at at, <laughs> at 50000 over asked that they ended up getting it, mm-hmm. that also came with uh, they didn't have the option of an inspection. Yeah. It was like, this is, yeah. this is what you're going to take it as is. is. This is how it's going to go. Yeah. yeah, And so... There, but again, they're sitting there going, we got three weeks that we got to be in Dallas for mm-hmm. my job. So what am I going to be doing? I'm living out of a hotel, yeah. be renting, going to be leasing, or we can make these offers. And it, yeah. and again, it's kind of, it's almost similar to what I was talking about with us coming back with this we've got this idea of what the home price is yeah, in the area and then does. you get in yeah. there and then it's <laughs> like, wow, that's nowhere close to what I thought it was going to be. But if you also are seeing new builds that lumber cost mm-hmm. and the, the expenses are, are pushing up 10, even 20% value oh, yeah. uh, valuation oh, yeah. on the house, you're going to have to expect that same thing to kind of fall mm-hmm. into the market in these other areas. Yeah. But again, if I'm selling, I want that agent that's going to pull the most money that they can get out of the house. And if I'm buying, I want that agent that's going to give me the best deal out of a house. And sometimes those two don't match up, like you were saying. You know, if I come to the market and I've got a dollar amount in mind and I can't go over that, Mm -hmm. I may just simply get pushed out of the market just by the overbids that are happening. You know, so again, having somebody again, locally in the market. Yeah. That knows what's going on that can also be the voice of reason i mean i can remember looking at my my agent and just going man this is crazy yeah you're telling me two hundred fifty thousand buys this over here mm-hmm. and he's like man i'm just telling you, lot's changed since y'all were here five years ago yeah you know and so that same process where you've got somebody that doesn't know the market mm-hmm. that's walking in blindly requiring yeah. that agent who lives locally to explain kind of what's going on yeah. and then also explain like it's not as bad in College Station as it is in oh, Dallas, God. Austin. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, they're like, really? Like, yeah. yeah, you know, what you're getting over here, you're getting a pretty good value for yeah. the dollar that you're putting in. But again, to pinpoint back, it really relies more on what can you do financing wise yeah. on that house. You may, you may have a dollar mind in your head. Like for yeah. us, we had 250 in our head. And we ended up stretching out to three, yeah. which was still a good deal for us. But we also got a decent rate yeah. on that as well too, so it didn't hurt as bad. Mm. Um, so if you can get the great rate in place, if you can utilize that agency. Uh, the brokerage to to help you if you don't have something lined yeah. up because you're literally going to need to know this stuff on the front side. Like if I come oh, yeah. to you and I said, hey, Mitchell, I'm in the market to buy a house, and you your first question is, are you guys already pre-approved and ready yeah. to go? And they say no, mm-hmm. you've got to really kind of start the wheel rolling yeah, on that. It's yeah. not, well, listen, I can't help you until you're pre-approved. It's now we're like, going to put them in contact hey, yeah, the later that day. Let me, like give that you, hour, yeah. let me give you some contacts here yeah. that we can get some information going to them so that then they can give you a pre-approval letter and we can move on from here. Yeah. Uh, but you want to be able to put your clients in the best line of sight exactly. to be successful at what they're looking to and do. And then
1: when they do you know, submit an offer, a lot of the times clients aren't in the position to enter into this bidding war and offer more and more and more. So it's important for your agent to know the ins and outs of the contract, know the points of negotiation, yeah. and see if we can give in this area Maybe we do that, and our offer might not be as high as these other agents. But you know, if we forego this contingency and be able to explain that out to their you know clients and explain them exactly what they're getting into without putting them into the too risky of a situation, um, it goes a long way. I yeah. mean, I've, I've experienced transactions here where. Um, I've been told by the other agent my offer wasn't the highest, but mm-hmm. because we put forth this much money as an option fee, right? They realize we're serious. We're going to do what we can to close on time. Yep. we're not going to waste their time. We're not going to be backing out in two days' time. Yeah, um, and as a result, it's you know served us really well. Um, yeah. it puts my clients in a great spot.
0: Well, and that that closing time frame and the earnest money to come forward with becomes really important in that oh, deal yeah. because. It is if they if you take an offer where that's not on the front side, that offer can get pulled under the rug from you yeah. at any given point. You know, if I don't put any earnest money up to you yeah. to show you the seriousness of it or whatever, I, I can't can, tell
1: you how many times I've reached out about a property that you know was under contract but back on the market though because all of these buyers have gotten cold feet because yeah. they're having to rush into the sale because of how hot the market is. Yeah. But then they actually go and sometimes buy the property sight unseen. Mm. And then when they get there, they realize, what have I bought? And, <laughs> and as a result, they back out. So yeah. it's, you know, if you're able to prove we're serious, we've seen the home, we want it, yeah. we will not be backing out. It, yeah. it speaks.
0: Well, and that experience of being in the market at its current valuation, yeah. at its current peak at least peak right now, we don't know if this is the peak peak, but at at least at peak at where it's at right now and knowing that deal, you can also use that education that you gathered by selling and buying in that market with your clients to be able to put them in line with the success that they're looking for. We want to get you a house. We want to get you a house in this area. We want to get you a house in a good school district. We want to get you a house that you know, isn't, isn't weighing you down with a payment that you're not yeah. going to be able to afford long-term yeah. or whatever. You know, I mean, we want to get you into a property that you, you know, again, I think that agent being able to take the, uh, buying a house, I mean, I will tell you one thing. Buying a house is very emotional for buyer and seller. Yeah. And so for the agent to walk in and recognize that, but also not let that make bad decisions yes. or guide in a way that like, maybe yeah, it's maybe it's the maybe it's the, um, the emotion that's telling me, man, just sell it. like let's just, yeah. just get out underneath it so I don't have to worry about it anymore. And so all of a sudden that emotion cost them $15,000 yeah. know because they just dropped it out and just wanted to get rid of it. When you know that the market constitutes, yep. listen, don't let's don't move on this. Yeah. Let's let's try and stay here first. Let's just see what happens. Let's give it a week, give it two weeks and let's just see what happens because I'd really hate for you guys to undersell your house and not be able to pocket that money. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and you'll kick yourself knowing that there are, you know, you easily could have gotten rid of it if you had just waited one more week. Yeah or that we found a client within our own organization that is looking for exactly what it is that you're getting rid of. And it becomes more challenging. I mean, I tell Deanna all the time, man, I'm like, you said, man, I saw a market house price for $1.7 million here in College Station the other day. I'm like, yeah. who's buying that? Like, which coach is coming <laughs> to town for a You know, I'm like, it, I mean, but they're they're getting sold. Yeah. They're your people that are in the market to buy. But again, you're also talking about, 1.7 million to somebody coming out of California? Hey man. That's about normal. Yeah. yeah. I just sold mine for 2.3. I'll yeah. be more than happy to take that one for you, you know? I mean, so uh, while we see the influx and we see the the housing market just on fire right now, even yeah. even even now where you're starting to see COVID really sliding the other direction, yeah. People becoming more comfortable, a more return to normal as normal can be i guess at this point but you're able to get into houses you're able to physically show you don't have people that are as reserved uh about showing their houses or getting them in there to take a look at it or even being able to get into new builds where those builders are a lot more educated now and like okay yeah i know we put signs on the door that nobody could come in but you know, we feel pretty good now that that can pass. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and just making your job easier to be the communication point for that customer because you can instantly link them up with what it is that they're looking for. The, exactly. the, I would imagine probably your biggest challenge is having the person come to you, what they're looking for, and it's not available. Oh, yeah. Or not readily available. Oh, yeah. You know, and you're just like well,
1: Almost always now. And, yeah. And then you know, you know, the moment that something comes available that – is what they're looking for. You know if if there's not currently something available, there's going to be seven, eight other people looking for that exact yeah. same thing. Yeah. Um, so just being ready and eager and available to go show that property the moment it's listed and put it in an offer the same day Yeah. has been huge.
0: Well, and I think, again, as home builders, as they build properties, if somebody backs out of a home build, mm-hmm. even home builders are probably out there like, Hey man no sweat yeah uh, You're good. I, i'm at a point I'm at the, a point right now that i i haven't built walls inside this thing yeah. i can I can relay this yeah. I can turn it into something that somebody wants or is looking for i'm not overly committed on this house yeah. to a specific floor plan you know that type of stuff yeah. where they can they can wiggle one way or the other to help maybe who the next five or six are that are looking for exactly, that house yeah. so so let's talk a little bit based on where you're at and what you're seeing in the market right now. 2021, round in yeah. the corner into 2022 at the back end of the year. What is the projection? What's the expectation?
1: You know, I'd, I'd be dumb to tell you this is what's going to happen because we have no idea. Um, as of right now, there's really no signs of slowing down. Um, hmm. Numbers have been up like crazy. Inventory is low. I think I told, mentioned to you earlier, I think we're at – You know, April this year compared to last year, I think we're at like 1.4 or something like that months of supply of listings compared to, I think it was over five last year. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, So there aren't enough sellers to match the demand that we're seeing in buyers. um, And I don't think that's truly going to slow down. Obviously, we've got the influx of summertime is a really hot time to buy and sell. Sure. Great time for real estate. Um, and things will slow down in the fall and winter. Um, that's, you know, nothing's changed. Yeah. Um, but interest rates are starting to um, increase. I've noticed that a lot of the investors that I've worked with, mm-hmm. you know, if this is um, explicitly for an investment home and they're trying to get lending, um, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac have actually come out saying that they're going to limit the amount of mortgages that they buy in the secondary market, mm. which is forced lenders to be a whole lot more cautious in who they, you know, lend to because sure. they obviously want their loans to get bought by these giants. Yeah, yeah. Um so I think we'll see more and more of that. And obviously, you know, with stimulus and everything that's getting pumped into the economy, something's gonna have to get taken back. Yeah. This money's gonna have to somehow get back to the government <laughs> yeah. or something yeah. somehow. But um and as a result, I think, you know, the housing market is one of the first things to yeah. kinda show that reflection. Um so um as far as where things go, things are still on the up. Um I do still think it's, you know, if you're looking to purchase a home right now, it's not a bad idea. Don't let the high prices scare you away because there's no telling of whether or not it's going to take a dip anytime soon.
0: Well, the indicators here locally of the things that are happening within the community are all positives for the housing market. I mean, you're going to have in-person. In-person education all the way across the board, from yeah. from elementary all the way up to exactly. college. You know, yeah. they're all going to be in person. The virtual stuff's going to go away, which I would imagine to some extent over the last year or whatever, uh, probably pushed at least, uh, probably especially in the rental market more than yeah. anything else. I mean, if you weren't positioned well with your rentals and you were in the market with rental yeah. property, you probably got ate up if you were not yeah. in a Stuff position to absorb that. Yeah. yeah, because I mean where I've got if I've got a kid in college and I can keep them at home and they can Mm -hmm. do everything virtually through school I mean there's no reason for me to be paying x thousand dollars out to rent when I can keep them at the house and they can do it all from there so knowing that that's going to come back in I'm sure the rental properties that are out there for guys that were either just hanging on by the tips of their their nails or for even some of the companies that are out there that were well positioned Mm -hmm. but you know, prior to COVID, they were seeing 90%, you know, occupancy yeah. that during COVID dropped down to 75%, yeah. 70%, uh, which was a huge hit on them. But they had they had positioned themselves in that investment world to be able to still absorb that for a while. Yeah. Uh, maybe they had to drop rent down a little bit. That was probably the one thing I would say is is during COVID, the one thing that probably didn't skyrocket north was rent prices. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. I think you're going to probably see that exact opposite happen once everything goes back to in-person as well, too. Vaccinations are hitting the market here where we're starting to see people releasing, you know, obviously the governor and everything else releasing mass mandates. Yeah. And so as the normalcy kind of comes back, so does the speed of everything. And yeah. where you have markets that are out there like California, New York, places where – the extreme is still in place and these guys are in mass exodus to areas that suffering. Yeah. I mean, those, those guys are going to push not just money into the economy through home purchases and driving up those prices, but they're also going to bring money into the economy that the economy needs as well to be able to survive. And we've gone long enough in the economy here locally, especially in the restaurant industry, the gym industry, the bar industry, That those guys have taken it on the chin, yeah. they're probably looking forward to a normal school oh, year and yeah. a normal a, a return to normalcy that will allow them then to flex back in where yeah. they where they were prior to COVID. Yeah. And I think they will. Yeah, and they're so so, so that's also for for Cedar Frame as well too. Mm-hmm. We'll also put on the horizon other opportunities as well to be able to see the market growing. Yeah. Yeah. uh which then will allow better opportunities as well to put the put to put their real estate agents in line with people mm-hmm. who can come in go through the transaction seamlessly no you know it. like yeah. your your goal like you're saying as the agent is is I want it to seem like everything went off without a hitch yeah. and all the stuff that was hitches I handled on the that, backside yeah, yeah <laughs> I handled it all on the backside exactly. so and it speaks volumes to Doke and his team over there yeah. that they're putting people into place that they're hand selecting. I mean, yeah. it's not just a, we were talking kind of about the, the, the part-time, you know, the yeah. part-time real estate agents that are out there, but you also have, unfortunately you have the hoppers, you know, it's yeah. like, you know, one year they're at this real estate broker and yeah. then the next they're at this broker and then they're over here at this broker and they yep. change, they change faster than they get their business exactly. cards in yeah, some people cases. People track of where you are. Yeah. yeah. So the, the commitment that Doke has to pour back into his team mm-hmm. uh, to send guys like you into the market who are sitting there talking and raving about, you know, listen, I, I'm okay with the idea that am I getting the most money where I'm at? Probably not. Could I go somewhere else? Probably so. But what do I put, what do I put my, my valuation into yeah. is not just the dollar amount. It mm-hmm. is the ability to be working for someone yeah. that is helping me. That yeah. is growing me personally, growing me professionally it is pouring back into me so that I can represent the brokerage exactly, as yeah. well as anybody else that they took a chance on. Yeah. And so Big the chance, time. the chance for you started as something as simple as a, a job website. Yeah. You know? I mean,
1: you know, I look back on things and COVID was, I mean, this sounds terrible, was great for me. Yeah. One of the best things that happened to me because sure. I think I would have ended up at a, you know, job that was no other, you know, different to other jobs I would in the past where I was sitting behind a computer and wasn't able to be out there and hustle.
0: Think about what would have happened if COVID hadn't happened. You took the job down in Houston, Mm -hmm. what your trajectory would have had to have been to even come back.
1: Oh, yeah. It probably doesn't happen. No, it doesn't happen I mean,
0: the, the, yeah. the percentage of that happening is yeah. slim to none. So, and yeah. you get to stay in a town that you're familiar with. And I love. Yeah. I mean,
1: it's really cool. You know, the thought of building a future here, it's, it's weird. I think, you know, there's a big gap in between. You graduate from college, then obviously there's a ton of families here. Sure. There's a huge gap in the middle there. But, you know, the thought of being able to establish myself here, the people that I've met, yeah. I think that's truly a and is a great place. It's not a great place without the amazing students, though. And the same thing goes for Bryan College Station. Yeah. There's so many fantastic families that really, you know, are just good people. Yeah. Um, and this community supports one another. Um, and it's just, it's a great place to be. It's a, you know refreshing taste compared to growing up in you know big city Houston where
0: yeah, well, and you get to speak on it from two sides. Mm-hmm. you get to speak on it, I mean you're entering into a stage of your life, we'll call it the the you know becoming an adult, building yeah. your life, yeah, building everything exchange. else yeah. uh, and but you can also speak on to that as to when you were a college student, yeah. when you were going to school here, so people who are relocating here. Yeah. Maybe because they're relocating because their kid's going to school Mm -hmm. here, or like we had said, you know, a lot of times old ags come back and retire back and everything else. You get to speak on both sides of that. You get to speak on the idea of like, you know, hey, you've got a kid that's going to be going to A&M here. Let me tell you all the the great things about this particular area. I have been all over Texas. I've yeah. lived in all different places, and I will tell you that I have never been in a place that I've felt more at home and more comfortable than in the College Station area. Nice. Uh, the community is great. Yeah. It is, it's not huge. It's mm-hmm. just big enough. That's
1: per- yeah, perfect size. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know,
0: outside of our mall, we could probably do a little bit better with our mall, but you know, outside Nobody of, needs those <laughs> anymore. Come on. <laughs> everything's online. Just, you know, the Costco's yeah. coming, man. I'm excited about there that. There go. But, yeah. But now that you've got you've got a town that really feels like a small town community. Yeah. And when things happen, people come to the forefront oh, yeah. of that. You know, yeah. you see it every day when we talk about recovery of business. I mean, yeah. You know, I'm looking at, looking at these businesses. I think Zond was one that, that recently, you know, it's was like, I got to pay X or I'm going to have to close my yeah. business. And then boom, man, the community jumps behind, yeah. bam, make your rent payment, yeah. man. Cause we're coming, make sure you got plenty of food for everybody yeah. to buy and stuff. You know, there's not very many places that have that town feel, you know, mm-hmm. where you have the ability to reach back into the community yeah. and the community responds in full force Yeah. Uh, and having the networking within yeah. the community that quickly things can get around Absolutely. and get identified when there's challenges. And so that's always been the great thing. The schools, the, the school great. system, yeah. I mean, just it's unbelievable place to be able to land your family. Yeah. Uh, and it, listen, we lived here once before. We lived here for I think it's 12 years before we moved yeah. away for a job. Coming back was easy. Coming back was easy because yeah. the job that I landed was, was in San Antonio. Now, I grew up in San Antonio. Okay, you know it's it's near and dear to my heart. Yeah, but I don't want to live there anymore. No. You know, <laughs> I, did, I mean,
1: I did a summer of it,
0: and yeah, yeah College no. Station's a better place. Yeah, yeah, no. and I I even grew up in a, a suburb of San Antonio, but it was you know it's just not a it's not a place that I'd want my family right. to be, and uh, and so we've been very blessed and very fortunate to be a part of the community here. You know, great people. Great organizations, great businesses. You know, Cedar Frame again has established itself at the forefront of that small brokerage that is committed to its community absolutely and so in every community that it services not just i mean we talked a lot about bryan college station and yeah, you kind of your role here on, in yeah. there but got all these backside areas and definitely want to encourage people to go to the website yeah, learn more there. about those other areas that cedar frame is servicing mm-hmm. and, or can service if they're in those areas as well too in the surrounding regional area uh, but giving an opportunity also to know that with good people like Doke and Jennifer behind mm-hmm. the scenes that that are building this out for their community. Yeah. I mean they're doing it for themselves. It's their business. I yeah. understand that, but it's for their community. Yeah. And they understand yeah. yeah, they understand the value and the commitment that that it takes to run a business here in the community yeah. and then to interject yourself into a spot where you're providing not just a mm-hmm. service for people here. But you're also providing expertise. You're, yeah. you're providing learning. You're providing talent. You're providing all of these things. You're providing jobs. Yeah. All of these things that they're allowing yeah. to funnel through their brokerage that is just going to help them in the long run continue to grow and get bigger. And we're just grateful to have you guys in the community. So what I want to do is give everybody an opportunity. If they want to check out Cedar frame, you guys also have listings that are posted on there as well, too. I don't know if they're (laughs) still there. You're definitely going to have to call them because they may not be there by the time we get to this. But uh, so again, let's talk about Cedar frame real estate. Mm -hmm. Uh, They can reach back online. They can get to cedarframe.com. Yep. Uh, if they're looking for information, need to contact through email, uh, info at cedarframe.com. That's they can the shoot one, yeah. an email back through there, or they can just pick up the phone 979-92-5544, yeah. And they'll be happy to plug you in whether it's Mitchell, whether yeah. it's any of these other yeah. real estate yeah. agents, uh, they'll definitely be able to plug you back into anything that you're looking for, uh, to meet your commitment of trying to move into college station, trying to move out of college station. Maybe you're just looking for investments. Investment property is probably not a bad opportunity right now with everybody coming back in. So definitely, definitely an opportunity that is going to be on the up as yeah. we get into this next school year. So, uh, regardless of where you stand or where you're at in the community or whether you're looking to be a part of the community or whatever, these guys are going to be here for a long time. They're continuing to take care of the area and continue to take care of the people who are a part of the Bryan College Station area and the surrounding regional area. Reach out to these guys. Mitchell over here will be more than happy to talk to you. you and you. uh let them know what your needs are so that they can plug you into some of the best values and some of the best service you're gonna receive from any of the brokerages here in town. So Mitchell, thanks for coming out, man. Thanks appreciate so you cool. spending yeah. the time with us today. It's been a good time. Love talking about Cedar Frame and you guys over there. We appreciate y'all doing business with us as well, too. We're always y'all looking agree. forward yeah. to to taking care of you guys and taking care of y'all's needs as well. We so we just look forward to a great Finish to 2021 for you guys. Great year so far. And uh an obvious uh big pop start probably to 2022 if we keep going this way. So yeah. (laughs) So you're gonna get you're gonna get in at what we thought was the the bottom and ride this thing up to the top, man. Yeah. So but I'm just grateful for you coming in and talking about Cedar Frame today. So we appreciate your time, guys. Y'all have a great day.
1: Thanks so much.